cold call. Ring, ring. Hello. What it do, baby boo? The, the funniest thing about what I'm saying right now is that this is the third time that we've done this now. For those of you at home, <laughs> having some technology, having sucks. some yeah, having some technical difficulties getting uh getting everything rolling today. Uh, but yes, third time's a charm. I think that's what they say. We'll see. We're gonna find out. We are. Um, all right. Cold call draft twenty twenty. This is very strange because we've said the first three minutes three times now. <laughs> Hey, we got it. We got it. All right. 2021. Tell people about your weekend. Yeah. 2021 NFL <laughs> draft. Let's see if we can do this a third time. I was very, very busy. Didn't get to watch much of the draft. It sounds like you were also busy, but we both kind of watched the first round. So there's your two minute recap in a 30 seconds. <laughs> hey, that's one way to do it. Yeah. Um, I was doing a bunch of yard work. You had birthday parties. Nashville, who tied yet again. Are they going to listen? Ties don't count as wins. I'm going straight Ted Lasso on this. Like, that, I know. it does not, it doesn't count. Like, how close can they get? And Kimberly, how close can they get? Kimberly is such an optimist. She's like, well, at least we didn't lose. But I'm, I'm like, okay, <laughs> now hold on. Now hold on. So, for we have three points now in three games. If we had won all three games, we'd have nine points. We got to start getting some wins because getting one point out of three, it's not going to work. Now, it is better than losing. You, you'd rather not end up with any points. But, um, yes, we're, we're going to get it together at some point. Um, so we already talked about the fact that we don't really – I don't know about you, but me, I don't care about the pre-draft stuff as much. I'll watch a little bit of it, but it just seems like – unless It's I'm, a lot of drama, man. It like, is. And th- I mean, think about this. The biggest story, the biggest drama about the draft had nothing to do with the draft. Absolutely nothing to do with the draft. Aaron it's Rogers? all about Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers. All about Aaron Rodgers. You mean all about Aaron? You mean Turd Ferguson? So, dude, I, I, I thought it was a funny right. name. Hundred <laughs> percent though. Th- this dude is still pissed about last year and how the draft went last year. He waited strategically until draft day to be like, "Yeah, no, I'm not coming back." Just to draw all the attention away. Just, just to be Turd Ferguson. To be as a perfect. That's perfect. it. That's all it is. Um, so. How do we feel about the draft? I guess that's where we're going. Um, did you keep up with the Carolina picks much? Um, yeah, I mean, now? I can't sit here and rattle them, rattle them off. Uh, yeah. I know they picked up two Bama boys. That's um, exciting. One's a long snapper. They, they got they got Fletcher or a long snapper. Who drafts a long snapper? So you're, steal, I, you're stealing you're stealing one of the surprises of the podcast, which is what you usually do. Is like early on, you talk about something that I want to talk about later. But you know what? We're going to go and do this because I have to play something for the people at home. Hey, Fletcher, what's up, bro? What's up, brother? You coming or what? Uh, trying to figure it out right now. No, 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 no. I just drafted you. You coming or what? Are you? So <laughs> even the long snapper can't believe that he so got listen, what, what we take away from that is that our boy Thomas Fletcher from Alabama, long snapper, was as surprised as everyone else was. <laughs> it doesn't even sound like he was he watching got, the draft. He goes, like, you, he, he wasn't goes, even watching. He goes, are you coming or what? He said, no, 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 I'm drafting. I drafted you. You're coming. 
That's pretty good. I thought that was one of the funnier moments I saw this morning um, on Twitter. And, uh, you know, it was funny because I think Kuiper and all those guys, Chef, uh, Schefter and everybody, they were like, this is the first long snapper run we've had, like run on long snappers we've ever seen before. Because one got drafted the next pick. You know? Oh, I didn't know that either. Yeah, I think it was the next team. That was like one of the few minutes I got to see of that day. But uh, a long snapper got chosen right after that. So, uh, yeah, your boy's going to, <laughs> to Carolina. That's how, quite hysterical. How like true of a reaction is that though? Because if you're the if you're a long snapper and you're sitting there, you're like, I will probably get picked up as a free agent for sure. But like, yeah. there's no way I'm getting drafted today. Well, especially if you're like. You know, I mean, if you're at a big time program and you're and you're a long snapper, like you know, you've got the exposure, you're probably going to go somewhere. So I, I think I've talked about this. I can't remember. My both of my cousins are actually long snappers in college right now. Yes. Uh, one of them was a five star recruit who Alabama did recruit, and he didn't go there because Fletch was just so damn dominant. He was never going to see the field at least his freshman year, which he ended up not seeing the field anyway at Mississippi State. But you know, whatever. He should have gone to Alabama. I'll st- whatever. I, yeah, I'll get away from that uh, that whole thing. But yeah, he's a long snapper at Mississippi State right now. My other cousin's a long snapper at Georgia Southern. Uh, Colby and Logan Cox, shout out. Uh, but they, uh, I, I guarantee you, no matter how dominant they are, and, and Colby was a five-star recruit as a long snapper, which I guess is a thing, I, I, I just don't understand it. Like, how, you, who drafts a long snapper? Like who it sounds that? it sounds silly on the outside, but then I think about the Titans last year, and we rotated through I think two, if not three, long snappers. And mm. when your kicking game is off, it's bad. It's bad. I mean, as you can you know, as you can tell. Um, what did you think about the Titans draft? I mean, we talked a little bit about Elijah Moore, thinking that was going to be the way they went round one. And, yeah. Uh, nope. No, not at all. Uh, so that brings up the first question of the group. Evan Tone asked me to, you know, answer this one. He said, do you think John Robinson should have taken a receiver in the second? Because um, we really needed a compliment for A.J. Brown. We lost Corey Davis in the offseason and uh, Humphreys as well, Adam Humphreys. And we've got some guys back there, some some blue-collar grinder guys. But, uh, yeah, we definitely needed some some – some help there. Do I think we should have gotten one there? I don't know. You know, it would have been great to have a flashy name. We didn't take one till the fourth, I think. Yeah. We took Des Patrick from Louisville in the fourth. Louisville, yeah. I, again, didn't do any pre-draft anything. So, you know, I'm, I'm kind of picking up pieces here, you know, the week, you know, the week after, um, I'm, I'm, I'm like, like I said, glass half full. I'm just going to hope that J Rob knows what he's doing. And I will say, I saw some stuff like the, there was a map that they said Titans often Titans defense was like 30th or 31st in the league last year. Our secondary got torched. We had no pass rush. And then they showed a grid of like starters last year versus all the pieces we've replaced. And I think it's like nine out of 11 pieces or something Oof. like that, or eight out of 11, like, like starters, That's a brand new defense, like starters, basically. Um, you know, we had some free agent pickups with Bud Dupree and Danico Autry. I think both of those guys have the potential to be really, really good. So going cornerback, Caleb Farley, not Chris Farley, RIP, uh, in the first round made sense. Um, but there's like some red flags there too. Like he's had two back surgeries. I think he's had an ACL. I could be wrong there. And then he opted out of the 2020 season. So at first you're like, oh my gosh, we're taking more risks, which I think there are risks, but then you start digging in and it's like the back surgeries were outpatient. So he was in and out in the same day. 
Um, the ACL, I mean, nowadays anybody can come back from ACL. Everybody. Yeah. And everybody gets surgery today. I mean, think about like to, uh, think about every, everybody in Alabama has had that stupid little ankle tightrope surgery at this point. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's like, it's it's like baseball and the, uh, what's the Tommy John surgery that used to be like a, Oh, your career's over. And now it's like, they're all just getting it like electively, (laughs) you know? Yeah. Um, (laughs) and then, you know, you see him afterwards and it's like, he opted out because his mother passed away in 2018 of cancer. And then, he kept saying like, if I lose my dad because of something I did, I will never forgive myself. And so you, you kind of like peel back the layers. You're like, this is a really good kid. He's a hard worker. And his draft call, the first thing he said was, when can I get the playbook? And when can I meet my teammates? Like that was J Rob's like, you just got drafted. And he's like, cool, I'm ready to go. Like send me the playbook. He's like, <laughs> J Rob looks over for Abel and he's like, dude, ask for the playbook on his like draft call, <laughs> which, Hey, that's the kind of that's who you want on your team though. Another little fun fact that I saw was in one of his games that he played, which again, he hasn't played in over like a year and a half because of the injuries and because of the opt out, which is pretty wild. But, uh, in one of his games, they clocked him at 24.16 miles per hour, which is faster than one cheetah on the planet. And that is Tyreek Hill, which again, we'll see with injuries and everything, you know, it, I guess the upside is there, but there's also some potential that, you know, you just hope it works out and you hope that they did their, their research, which after last season with Isaiah Wilson, you just, you just got to write that one off as one as, as a write-off, you know, I mean, everybody makes a bad hire. It happens, right? We've, 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 we've talked through that, but I I am curious to see what it is. I will say, I, you know, not doing a lot of the pre-draft, probably not knowing enough about the players and everything. I'm not yet ready to, uh, to say, which way I'm going to go as far as the uh, the season tickets go, but I will say, and I texted you this. I was like, man, I'm just I'm not overly impressed with with the Titans. With draft. the Titans, so let's do. Was it overly? There was no sexy. I, I guess that's what I was. There was no for. sexy. And maybe picks. that's that's my bad. Maybe that's on me. So we're. Gonna, I was kind of looking for a, a sexy pick. I'm going to jump through all of them real fast. So Caleb, right, Caleb, Caleb Farley, cornerback, Virginia Tech, goes first round. Dylan Radens, I'm assuming that's how you say his last name, uh, North Dakota State offensive tackle. Funny thing about that, John Robinson in his draft phone call to him said, you know, we're going to get you in. We're going to get you behind Taylor, Luan. You know, start start watching his game. We just got to make sure we keep you off that bus. <laughs> he, said, <laughs> he said that in the draft call. <laughs> I thought that was funny. Um, I've heard some good things about him, so I'm pretty excited about that, which especially after last year, you spent a first-round pick on a guy on offensive tackle that didn't work out. So, you, st- I mean... Our offensive line is good, but we need to bring in youth to kind of build that up. Um, third round pick, Monty Rice, linebacker, Georgia. I've heard that he's a combination of Jayon Brown and Rashawn Evans, which came out yes came out today that Rashawn Evans, we're not picking up his fifth year contract. Jayon Brown, yeah, just dropped. Yeah, I did not. So know that. not picking up Jay, uh, not picking up Rashawn's fifth year contract, uh, uh, fifth year option, and then Jayon Brown is only on a one year deal because he broke his elbow last year. So. There is a large chance that Jayon and Rashawn are gone next year. We're going to have to re- either re-sign them or, you know, so we're going to need help at the linebacker position. So there's your backfill there. Elijah. So Will Compton starting to feel good about himself? Is uh, that what you're saying? <laughs> I love that guy. But for the sake of the Titans, I think he's a glue guy. He calls himself a glue guy, and he's good for the locker room, but it's a production league, you know? So, um, and then third round, you pick up Elijah Molden. He's a safety out of Washington. Kevin Byard is getting later in his contract. I still like him. He played really bad last year, but our whole defense was bad. 
Uh, and then we got rid of Kenny Vaccaro this year too. So he's, you know, backfill for the safety position. Then we pick up finally in the fourth round after, you know, you get to day three and pick up Des Fitzpatrick from Louisville wide receiver. Again, don't really know much about him. Um, so I'm oh, just going to skip past that. I remember him. I, that kid, that kid's legit. People that have said, good. people, he had, I a, do he, like that pick. he had pretty high production. I think he had like five, 600 yards a season, which is pretty good for college. I mean, not everybody's going to go out there and Devonte Smith it up. You know what I'm saying? Well, yeah. And they didn't have the quarterbacks that they used to. That was right? another I mean, big point. I heard the quarterback play was just terrible. Um, and then we pick up, <laughs> this is a good one out of Pittsburgh. We pick up Rashad Weaver an edge rusher. Here, he's not a true edge. He's more of like a stand-up guy. But you know what else dropped today about five minutes ago? He uh, got booked and charged on a simple assault charge. Um, You're joking. Dead serious. On April 18th, wow. he was in a bar, and he punched a pregnant woman. And she went well, to, I take double offense went, to that. <laughs> and she went to the hospital for a concussion. What in the world? And so court documents just got released today, I guess. And that story is breaking as we're talking right now. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, there's that. Uh, and then the last two guys, I, I know literally nothing about except for they have awesome names. That I mean, the, meme, the memes, the gifts, and the emojis are going to be phenomenal for these guys if they work out. Racy McMath. I mean, come on, McMath. Racy, fast. I mean, come on. Uh, wide receiver out of LSU. Uh, I don't remember him at all. He only had, I think, 33 catches in his college career. But he was also behind Justin Jefferson and all those other guys. So, yeah, there's that. And then Brady Breeze out of Oregon. He's a safety special teams guy. Um, this is why Will Compton's not feeling good because apparently he played like 700 special team snaps, which I don't even know if that's possible in his four years. But uh, the last two guys... Uh, have already started like tweeting out, tighten up and stuff. I think I'm probably going to get this wrong, but I think it was Monty Rice. He posted like three or four pictures. Um, God, I may be messing this up. I'm pretty sure that's him. I'm pretty sure it's Rice. Uh, he li- he grew up in Huntsville, but he went to a bunch of Titans games when he's young. So he posted all these photos of him wearing Titans gear, like at the Titans pretty stadium cool. and stuff. He was like, it was always meant to be. So that's pretty cool. Uh, I could be getting that's that person. Cool. I'm pretty sure that's him. But uh, yeah, as far as the draft class goes, I mean, I don't know a lot about them. It's a lot of... You'd like you'd like to have the crisp, clean, like, okay, this is a like we got production, good character, like hard worker. You'd like to have all that stuff lined up, and there's a couple that clearly there's some like uh some already question, have issues. Some already have issues. I know, I know. Already. Uh so yeah, I, I don't you know, time will tell, right? You you don't really know until they get on the field or they get into practice and they, you know, the coaches start evaluating more and so yeah, that's where we're at. Yeah, I mean, I don't really know as far as like the Panthers go, right? I don't have the list. I couldn't run you down there. Anything. I know that they took Joe Horn's kid out of South Carolina in the first round. Uh, JC Horn. I, a ton yeah. of Titans people wanted him. Cornerback? Yeah. Yes. Corner out of, listen, he's good, but I don't know if he was number eight overall good. So I don't know. Well, we'll people see. kept thinking he might come at 22 for the Titans. Like that was a, that was a pretty popular thought that was out there. Um, I don't so, know how you take him over Pats or Tan, man. Like, yeah, Dude. I mean, he's how about the Ca- how about the Cowboys getting robbed of Sertan? They wanted him so bad, you could just they tell. They wanted him, well, especially because his dad. I mean, yeah. like they they yeah. wanted him there bad, but they do pick it up. Micah Parsons, Cowboys actually had a pretty decent. They got a little crazy later, but they had a decent draft. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I like the, the the Panthers picked up a couple Bama boys, and then 
Chuba Hubbard. And I, I love Chuba Hubbard. I loved him. They don't need him. I don't know why he's there, but I love him. Was Brown the other Bama guy? Yeah, Deontay Brown. Yeah. So uh, a pretty popular picture has gone out there now. <laughs> Somebody said, is it Deontay? Is that it? Yeah. Deontay Brown, they said he's built like Blastoise, the Pokemon. And, they, <laughs> and listen, listen, they put a they put a side by side of Blastoise and Deontay Brown like lined up on the line and it's identical. <laughs> that's pretty humorous. That's oh, pretty, man, that's, 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 that's funny. pretty funny. So I got a couple. And now he's going to be in like the Carolina blue too. Like, yeah. that'll oh, I didn't even closer. think of, I didn't even think oh, about yeah. that. That's going to be solid. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Oh, well, I, I, uh, I, I reached out this morning to get some text back to what other people think about. Cause when I don't know, I'm going to reach out to people that do know. So, um, we have our own little mini Schefter here in town, Antonio Alfiero. He used to work for me and, uh, he has done more pre-draft prep and tape watching and form and, you know, mock drafts than anybody I've ever seen for the Titans, big Titans fan. Um, so this is what he said. Uh, Titans draft. Overall, J-Rob did a great job with the draft. Every player is excited to be on the team. I can attest to that. They've all been posting out like, I'm blessed. I love, like ready to get to work. So hard workers come, are coming through. All right. And then he continues to say, uh, and they all seem like they're a really good fit with the culture. With the defensive additions, the only thing stopping us from playing well is our coaches. With the offensive additions, we will likely regress due to our pass catching options, which is true. Uh, Henry will be much more important. Uh, will be more important than ever, but offense should still be fine. I agree with with most of that. Uh, underrated draft. So this is not the Titans. He said the Bills haven't heard uh, the media say many good things about their draft. However, they are poised to win the Super Bowl this year. That's a pretty big statement. Uh, we know the offense is elite and the defense is solid. On paper, they didn't get the best prospects, but they addressed every need and look like a very scary team. I believe their roster is more impressive than the Chiefs. All right, can't wait, can't wait to hear what Evan Tone says back to that. But uh, I mean, the, the Bills, they were looking pretty nasty. I mean, even last close. year, they're clo- they're, I'm clo- not saying they're, they're as not, close as anybody. We had to do Ooh. a full we had to do a full defensive rebuild. The Titans did, and we and we had to give up some offense for that. You know, what I'm saying we had to let some some big guys walk. Johnny Smith was one that I'm I just hurts my soul. But um, anyways, so there's I like that, that breakdown though. Yeah, no, I'm telling no, no. And that was a very concise, like we got a lot of information from him. Like even as we were drafting, I was like, okay, is this guy any good? And he gave me like a full, he was, I'm telling (laughs) you, at some point I I told the group, I was like, at some point we're going to be looking for the Alfiero tweets. You know what I'm saying? We're going to be looking for the Alfiero report, not the Schefter report. Um, He'll get get the green check. Yeah. And then I got, I got another big one from our boy Ballin. Ali known in these parts on sports radio as Ali. Uh, he actually attended the draft. He flew up there to Cleveland. Uh, the Titans retweeted a big video of him, like just screaming in the front row. Of course, super yeah. fan. Love it. Um, and these were two of his, these were some of his thoughts. So how did he feel about the draft class? He said solid, uh, defensive hall, which I agree. And the secondary could be very dangerous soon. Our, our secondary, if they all pan out and they all play to their, um, potential. It, it does look good. Who was his favorite pick was Rashad Weaver. Uh, I wonder if he still feels that way after the simple assault charge this morning. We'll see if that changes. <laughs> uh, least favorite pick was Fitzpatrick. There were better wide receivers on the board. Fair. Um, and then I said, what was it like uh, to be there up close in person and who did it better Nashville or Cleveland? That's a loaded question because no one will ever, ever defeat Nashville ever in that. It was the best NFL draft they've ever seen. It was Not unbelievable. I mean, I'm very biased for sure. All right. Hmm. 
Uh, he said, being up there and close and personal was pretty cool, especially since we were representing not just the Titans, but the entire state of Tennessee. Also, it felt like normal times with being gathered in crowds. All the fans had to be vaccinated in order to be there. Uh, the, we- the weather was definitely too cold. I heard this from a lot of people that it was pretty, pretty cold up there, and they're right on that lake or the river, I guess. Yeah. Um, he said there were a few odd Browns fans, too, that hated Titans fans for whatever reason. What do you mean, whatever reason, Ballin? You're- <laughs> come on, come on. You're an antagonizer. You know they're <laughs> you know they're going to chirp back. Uh, and then he said, "I'm 1,000 percent biased, but Nashville did it way better. The whole setup was much cooler. I totally agree on that." Um, uh, he also said one last note. It was also interesting to note that it was clear how the hospitality industry was hurt much more up in Cleveland by the um, pandemic. He said so many restaurants had closed their doors for good and they were never reopening due to the uh, lack of staff, which was just super sad to see. Wow. But uh, Ballin is uh, a Titan super fan. He works for the uh, convention and visitors center. So he's, he's tapped in to what's going on. But uh, I wanted to get his take. But uh, yeah, there you go. I like it. I like it. So what was, uh, what was your favorite storyline uh, kind of behind the scenes here? Mm. I, this might have gotten cut off when we said it earlier, or I'm repeating myself, but uh, Elijah Moore, when he got picked and A.J. Brown was at his house and they go into his room and he just like shared a moment with him and I guess a buddy filmed it or whatnot, but it was just like this heartfelt like, he was like, man, I love you. Like, I knew you could do this. I believe in you from day one. Like, I let you stay at my house. I guess they were roommates at one point. And uh, he was just so, so overly happy for his buddy to get drafted. That was a that was a pretty awesome, awesome moment. What about you? I loved all the uh, the, the team, the college teammates coming back together. Oh, what right? was up I mean, with like, that? Have we ever seen dude, anything just, like that before? I've never seen anything like it. I thought it was hysterical, though. I mean, Jalen Waddle heading down to Miami. You know, we got we got Devontae going out to, to Philly. Let me tell you the most. Uh, of course, you know, you got Joe Burrow and his boy up there, but I don't really care about them because they that, suck. Was that Jefferson? Uh, I mean, uh, who, who who did he get? There people. Chase? He didn't, he didn't play. Jamar Chase. Jamar Chase. Jamar Chase. That's what it there was. There you go. Uh, but, uh, yeah, um, they'll probably tear it up and they'll do great and, and they'll make me hate him even more. But my favorite one that's underrated that no one's talking about, Mac Jones, Damian Harris. Yes. Get them together, baby. Watch them go. Well, and Christian, Christian Barmore, too. I know that's on the other side of the ball, but I mean, still and, together. And Dante, and Dante Hightower up there. I mean, Alabama North. Come on. Come on. Dude, I wanted them so bad to pick up Dylan Moses. I could not believe that dude went undrafted. How? I could Did not he get, Has he been that. picked up in free agency? Do you know? Jaguars picked him up. Oh, like, no. Immediately, the Jags picked him up. I know. No. I know. It's sad. F <laughs> the Jags. F the yep, Jags. It's sad. It's sad, um, uh, but yeah. One one last thing that I woke up on, or maybe it was Sunday night. I think it was Sunday night. Uh, all the free agency started. The undrafted free agents started picking up, and the Titans picked up Miller Forrestall. Boom, tight end, Alabama. Go. Dude, hard nosed, blue collar. Like man, he threw his body on the line for us at Alabama, week in and week out. For was he there for four years? Was he three year guy? Yeah, he was there. All, he was four there years? all four. I was very excited to see that. And we picked up a kicker because we, uh, you know, Alabama and Tennessee, we just, what is kicking? We don't know how to kick a ball. So hey, you better watch your mouth. We got a great kicker down there now. Oh, we do. We do. Absolutely. Um, but didn't miss a kick all last year. So uh, we picked up this guy, Blake uh, Heibel, Hobble, Hebeel. I have no idea how to say this guy's name. H- H-A-U-B-E-I-L. What do you think? that? How do you think you say that? 
Habel? Habel? Habel. Yep. Where's he from? That's a great question. Can you, can you give me the country of origin? He, uh, <laughs> that's good. <laughs> he, uh, he played for Ohio State in 50 games. He made 146 out of 146 extra points, which is great because that should just be automatic, even though they backed it up. And then he was 28 for 35 on field goals. Not terrible, not great, not whatever, but he did hit a 55-yard field goal at one point in college, so he's got some leg. Uh, We'll see how that goes. But overall, I mean, I'm excited. It's like Christmas. You get new toys, and then you just get to see the toys grow into professional athletes. (laughs) (laughs) Oh man, no, I'm excited. It was it was a good draft. I thought it was a lot of fun. There was definitely a lot of exterior drama, though. Um, I, st- I mean, I mean, the Aaron Rodgers drama is still it's going. It's never going to end. Yeah, it's, that said, is never going to end. Yeah, he said he said uh, either the GM's gone or I'm gone. That's pretty yeeks. Ballsy. And then he's just chilling out at the Derby, looking like a special agent. Did you see his picture, dude? You, I think you sent this to me, and it just said. Uh, Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady. Aaron Rodgers looks like he's there trying to, to arrest uh, Tom Brady. <laughs> like, that's what it, it looked look like. Catch me if you can. It looked like, that's like, what it looked like. It looked like Law and Order or something. And Dude, Aaron so Rodgers bad. is like the undercover agent there to pick up Tom Brady. <laughs> it was so bad. That one was. I I saw that tweet. I thought that was really really funny. Um, but you know, the I think they said the full NFL schedule comes out on May twelfth. So that's like right around the corner. And then, you know pre you know camp and preseason which i guess will only be three games this year maybe we don't know i don't know but uh i'm excited football's coming back stadiums are coming back i mean we had thirteen thousand in nissan for the soccer game uh yesterday that was awesome i mean it was loud yes we would like to get some wins the team um just excited to get back to some live sports some regularity um any closing thoughts on the draft Man, uh, you know, uh, my, my commitment is still in, in full, uh, but I don't, I still don't know which way I'm going to go with it yet. I, so I, I, I will, I will keep everyone up. You know, yeah, I think you just kind of let, let's see if there's any other assault charges on anybody and then wait a well, little I'm while. Well, I'm also, how do you, okay, this is some more drama that came out. Everybody talking about the Titans trading for Julio. Like, listen, that would decide me in a heartbeat. You get one of my favorite players of all time. Listen, and I love Derrick Henry. Derrick Henry's one of my favorite of all time. But if you had two of them? Oh, it wouldn't even be a contest. I don't know what it's going to take to get him at this point because you had draft capital and now that's over. So I don't really think, I don't think that, I never thought that was seriously in the cards ever, really. But you do have the Arthur Smith connection now. If he gets pinched, I mean, they, they're saying they can't, they don't have enough money to pay their draft class, which by the way, uh, salary cap, it's a myth. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it, it It's not real. You know what I'm saying? It's like people saying the earth is round or something. I mean, these idiots out here believe will believe anything. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm okay, kidding. Kyrie, I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. Oh man, that's funny. Uh, but no, I mean that, that would decide it. I'm going to obviously keep up with it, kind of see how things develop over the next couple of weeks. Um, you know, and, uh, just got to keep listening and I'll, I'll definitely make that. And then maybe we'll do some giveaways, right? Maybe it'll be four tickets. Maybe we'll take a couple of people with us. Oh, wow. We'll see how it goes. We are entering, entering phase two. Well, this has see been a fun, this has been a super fun cold call. I'm literally not going to let Corey give some big speech at the end of this one. So <laughs> blah, 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 blah. <laughs> I had to, I, for you guys out there, if you didn't catch that or listen to the end of last episode, I was, I've been waiting for a couple podcasts, podcasts to like 
say something stupid after Corey's like big rant at the end. Cause it's his signature move. That's your signature move. You love to do it. I, I love to let you do it. So I just wanted to just break it down as soon as it happened. Um, so I had, a, I had a lot of fun with that, but very excited this week. We have a guest on tomorrow night. Brandon Dowd is going to come talk to us about music, heavy music, all kinds of music. We're going to take, we got a lot of fun fan questions and stuff. Um, so yeah, cold call. Hang us up, Corey. Ring, ring. Click. <laughs> As a reminder, you can interact with us on Twitter at talking underscore B underscore S. And you can, of course, find us on all major podcasting platforms, including Anchor, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify Podcasts. This has been another episode of Talkin' BS.